0: Hey what's good people? CJ Williams for Culturalist Theory. For today's list, we are ranking the 15 albums from the Colonel himself, Master P. Note, there's always a note, this list will not include his mixtapes, group albums, or compilation projects, only full-length LPs from the Ice Cream Man. Hit that like button if you're digging this content, subscribe for more, and tap that super thanks button to keep the lights on. Alright. Let's get to the list. Number 15, Empire from the Hood to Hollywood. Yes, another list where the latest album is also our least favorite. Dropping in 2015, P would end up releasing more music after this, but they're listed as mixtapes, so they don't count. They are likely better than this effort as there isn't much to speak on positively. Well, we'll take that back. This project marked the first time P worked with fellow Louisiana legend Little Wayne on All I Want. The record was okay as Wayne did his thing, but was it worth the 16-year wait? Not really. 14, Get Away Clean. While many of these lists do have the most recent project last, it's rare we have a debut album this low. No fault of P's because this was an independent project and like with most artists, when they start out, they haven't yet found their identity. You oftentimes hear artists mimic who they listen to and respect. On Jeezy's independent work, for example, he sounds a lot like Trick Daddy. And for P, he clearly was an NWA fan. On this album, he's doing his best Easy e impression and of course it doesn't work. Like Jeezy, thankfully, P would eventually find his own voice, it would just take a little time. Number 13. Game Face At this point in the game, P had found his voice and then lost it all over again. Rebranding the tank as the new No Limit, this was the project on his new partnership with Universal Records and it all but put the final final nail in the No Limit coffin. Even the most loyal soldiers couldn't help but shake their head as P rocked cow print leather chaps in the video of the lead single Oo Wee. Then who could forget the knockoff Tina Marie featured in the other single Real Love. Oh Everything from the production to the songwriting was off with Wodey gone and the final track Lose It and Get It Back as the only records with a pinch of replay value. And that's mainly because they have two cheat code samples. Now there is an urban legend that P used this album to get a bag out of Universal Records then dip. There's a clip of Chameleonaire telling the story online somewhere if you want to find it. Which would also explain that 3 year absence he would take after this record considering P had dropped previously 8 straight years. this was the only album under the Universal deal. So if this was just to finesse the record label out of some money he felt cheated out of, we'll let him slide. Number 12, Living Legend, Certified D-Boy. P's independent album Living Legend dropped the same year as another one of his projects, Ghetto Bill Gates. More on that project later, as these two albums are night and day. This was a below average project where P tried to showcase his new roster, including an updated 504 boys, Cousin Black, and rapper Hallelujah. None of which stayed with P for long, so these features. Features feel wasted. The album did have two things going for it though. The single Cookie Money was low key hard, and proceeds from the album were donated to victims of Hurricane Katrina that took place about three months prior to the release. Salute to that. Number 11, Ghetto Postage. The last album from his priority label deal, Ghetto Postage, was an average project with only a few joints worth running back. Let's get the highlights out of the way. The single, Bout That Was Silk the Shocker, was dope. Throw in an alleged cash money disc, Pockets Gonna Stay Fat. The Dark Hush and the the final track always come back to you as really the only other bangers. After that, it's a lot of skips and skits. The album is notable for the Soldier video. It's the first fully animated hip hop video of all time. So even on a down project, P found a way to make history. Number 10, The Gift. P's first album in almost a decade, The Gift was a better than expected album where P tried to reinvent himself again, but this time, it kinda worked. This was around his Louis V Mob days. If you need a reminder, that was him and artist Alley Boy and Fat Trail. The the group didn't last long at all, but this project has some heat on it. Joints like You're a Genius, 2-3 with Rick Ross, and Holding Back the Years are solid. Thankfully P expanded the features outside of his camp, and he had above average production, showing that with a solid foundation he was still capable of making good records. The standout joint is God Forgive Us featuring The Game and Nipsey Hussle. Let's make it toast to this real shit, real shit. and all the bullshit we had to deal with. Deal with. Started off with crumbs. we had to build bricks. I 20 years later that still One of the last great songs from a P project in a long time. The track was a banger. Also, shout out to Joint I Need an Armor Truck for having the best verse ever from Lil Romeo. He ripped that. Number nine, Mama's Bad Boy. A big step up from his debut. His second album, Mama's Bad Boy, found P discovering more of what his lane would be in the future, flipping soul samples into gangster rap records. Ooh shit, I'm going big time, and the title track "Mama's Bad Boy are solid records that use that tried and true formula successfully. P's more comfortable on this record doing less imitating this time around. Bloody Murder and Psycho Rhymes were other standout joints. Again it's not P at his most polished but you can see the potential. Sophomore Jinx in reverse. Don't see that too often. Number eight, 99 Ways to Die. Knee deep in West Coast Hip Hop, P was steady gaining popularity and with 99 Ways to Die he dropped his first album to hit Billboard. Topping out at number 41 on Billboard Billboard's hip-hop and R&B charts, 99 Ways isn't as sample heavy as his previous effort, but there's some solid early 90s gangster rap records on here. Joints like Rolling Through My Hood, Dead President, and When They Gone were highlights. More gritty street tales from P, he was knocking on the door of Blowing Up as his follow-up project would have What This Didn't, which was a hit, more on that later. Number seven, Ghetto Bill. What separates this album from other post No Limit heyday drops is easy production. Sample based joints like Love Hate and Best Hustler mix in with harder records like I Ain't Playing and I'm Alright make for a solid combination. Plus, he reached outside of his new No Limit roster for features and they worked. The Slim Thug assisted Shut It Down and the Young Buck feature Yappin' were bangers. Where the album gets lost is when P tries to talk to the ladies as Thug Chick, Shake What You Got and Let Me See It are Skips. As for the LL sampled single, I Need Dubs, flipping of course the classic I Need Love, Eh, let's just move on. Number 6. Ghetto's Trying To Kill Me The best of the early underground P projects, his third album was filled with poignant, paranoid narratives around street life. Bangers Like Anything Goes, 211 and Bastard Child, as well as the title track Go Hard. The album dropped in 94 but would re-release with some tracks edited, others removed, and two new bonus joints added. Also, this was the first P album that featured his brother C-Murder on the joint Just An Everyday Thing. Before we get to the top 5 Master P albums we want to know, what's your favorite No Limit Records album cover? Hey wait is that worth a list? Top 10 No Limit album covers? Let us know if that's something you want to see. Alright, back to the list. Number 5, Good Side, Bad Side. Three years after allegedly running off with the universal bag, P returned to his independent roots teaming up with Koch Records for the double album Good Side, Bad Side. Judging by the title and cover, one would think this was a Concept album with one side being good and the other side being bad, kind of like Nelly and Sweatsuit, but it's not. So, not sure where he was going with that, but on the music side, this was probably P's biggest sleeper. Disc one starts off very strong. Act a Fool, produced by Little John, We All We Got, Who Wants Some, and Let Them Go, featuring Currency, were light years better than any record on his previous album, Game Face. The Heat didn't stop there, as Hootin' Boys, also produced by Little John, Why They Wanna Wish Death, and Anything Goes, also slap, had day one fans excited at the possibility P might be back. However, there was a disc too, and like with most double albums this would have fared much better as a single CD. There's a few joints though. Tell them. Ride For You, and Represent Were Dope. The album would also do pretty well commercially, debuting at number 22 on Billboard. It would be his highest chart position since Only God Can Judge Me five years prior. Speaking of, number four, Only God Can Judge Me. Announcing his retirement in 1998, P surprised the rap game by coming back and dropping an album in the fall of 99 with Only God Can Judge Me. The first P album since the departure of legendary producers Beats by The Pound. Thankfully, production held up in their absence. Joints like Stop Playing With Me, Ghetto Prayer, and Sabra were fire. P would step outside his camp for collaborations, too, with joints featuring Jermaine Dupri and Nas, the latter being a banger that went harder than the collab they had with Jay-Z a few months prior on Silk's Made Man. The standout record would be Y'all Don't Want None featuring Mystical, in which P decided to shoot back at rivals, pass Detroit, Troy, and maybe even cash money. Either way, the UNLV flip was tough, but unfortunately, it would mark the last collab between Mystical on a P project. Same goes for soldiers like Mac Ghetto mission and magic number three the last dawn remember that retirement P had in 1998 we just spoke about this was the album that was marketed as his last the double album was followed by the release of a straight-to-dvd film by the same name that we're going to act like didn't happen luckily the album was a banger filled with quality material that would have been a solid swan song had this been his actual last effort dropping in the middle of no limits legendary 1998 run the album had plenty of heat with disc one containing the majority if you to tell me disc one had no skips, we wouldn't argue with that. Soldiers, Riders, and G's, War Wounds, and Streets Keep Me Rolling are just a few of the standouts. Disc two stumbles just a little bit with the inevitable double disc skips, but it's still strong. Hot Boys and Girls, So Many Souls Deceased, and Let's Get Them were highlights. It's P's highest-selling album, topping out at over 4 million copies sold, and on the right day, could make a case for that number two slot. Number two, Ice Cream Man. Chipping away with every album release on his fifth record. P finally struck gold. Ice Cream Man was his breakthrough album that contained that elusive hit he had been looking for. The title track, Ice Cream Man, reached top 15 on the hot rap songs charts on Billboard, effectively getting P in front of ears across the West Coast and down south. Now, there is some controversy surrounding the title and whether Looney's member Yuckmouth coined the phrase Ice Cream Man first, but that's another story for another day. What we can say is Master P's album had heat on it for days. Time to check my crack house, my ghetto heroes, and of course, course the ugk assisted 90s club staple break em off some but it was the second single Bout it about it part two featuring mia x that put him over the top all in all one could argue the last dawn has more quality records but there's no denying the impact that this album had on culture specifically southern hip-hop number one ghetto d the album originally titled ghetto dope is considered masterpiece magnum opus an essential piece of down south art p went full new orleans on this project leaving behind the west coast sound he had been cultivating while hustling in Cali. Produced entirely by Beats by the Pound, Get o had two major accomplishments. It not only worked as a successful solo project, putting P in front of audiences he hadn't reached before, but it doubled as a compilation showing the deep No Limit roster. Genius moved by P as the bangers aren't weighed down by his lyrical limitations. Instead, he's joined by Mystical, C-Murder, and Mac, among others, collectively lifting the weight of the album together. There's only one solo song on the entire 19-track album. We all know the bangers. Let's Let's get them. We Riders, and Bourbons and Lacks to name a few. Powered by the single Make 'em Say on um, the album actually kind of stumbled out of the gate when it was released. The album debuted at number 137 on Billboard due to it being pulled from shelves because of the imagery on the cover. The following week, it shot all the way up to number one, moving 260,000 copies. Eventually, passing the 3 million records sold mark, Ghetto D would be an essential down south classic that would take P and No Limit records global. That's it for our list. Let us know in the comments did we get it right? If you're a fan of No Limit, we've also got rankings from 97, 98, and 99 albums worst to best. Check those out and subscribe so you don't miss a list. Again, I'm CJ Williams for Culturalist Theory. Till the next time, I'm out.